The Catholic Morning Show on Iowa Catholic Radio. With John Leonetti. That broadcast school has really paid off. Matt Wilcom. Mark Amadeo. Good morning. And Deacon Tony Valdez. Well, good morning, everyone. John Leonetti here in the Catholic Morning Show. Thank you for joining me today. It is Thursday, June 8th. We've got a great show in store for you today. Deacon Randy Keel coming up, founder of Cardia Counseling, here for the first and or second reading for this Sunday. Get us prepared for Sunday's readings. Deacon Randy always does a great job of that. Father P.J. McManus at 715 for our Ask Father P.J. segment. He is a pastor of Christ the King on the south side of Des Moines. Uh, Julie Nelson. Co-host of Catholic Women Now is going to be on to preview uh, their show. That's going to be about 740 today, the 9 o'clock show, Catholic Women Now. Popular one here on the radio show. And then at 745, Jill Bailey is going to be on. She is the um, she is the author of the book, The Apocalypse of the Sovereign Self, Recovering the Christian Mystery of personhood. Uh, we're going to talk about the role of imitation in human affairs. Uh, we're going to talk about why the soul is naturally Christian. There's a lot going in um, to this book that uh, that has been compiled, and um, boy, this person's got the the background to be able to help us with that. If I if I started reading all of um, uh, you know all uh, all the graduate uh, degrees and everything here, we'd, we'd probably take most of the show. So uh, Jill is going to be on seven forty five today. We'll have Jimmy in for Matt with your news. Mark Amadeo will have your sports, your weather, your saint of the day here on this Thursday. All right, Deacon Tony, let's offer our day to our Lord with our morning offering. God, our Father, we offer you our day. We offer you all our thoughts, words, joys, and sufferings in union with the heart of Jesus. Holy Spirit, be our guide and strength today so that we may witness to your love. Mary, Mother of Jesus, and the Church, pray for us. St. Joseph, her most chaste spouse, protect us. Amen. Amen. Let's go to Jimmy now with your news. Thanks, John. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from Klein Electric, a local family-oriented electrical contractor able to help with any residential and commercial project. Learn more at kleinelectric.com. Smoke from the Canadian wildfires poured into the U.S. East Coast and Midwest uh, yesterday, covering uh, the capitals of both nations in a unhealthy haze, holding up flights at major airports, postponing major league baseball games and promoting people to fish out the pandemic era face mask. Canadian officials asked other countries for additional help fighting more than four the uh, 400 blazes nationwide that have already displaced 20,000 people, Canadian officials say that this is shaping up to be the nation's worst wildfire season ever. And in Quebec, about 100 fires were considered out of control yesterday, which unsettingly was National Clean Air Day Mm. in Canada. I was in uh, New York City for the last few days. And so yesterday we were the last like one of the last flights to get out before they started canceling all the flights at LaGuardia. Every time anybody says I was in New York City, the first thing that pops in my head is get a rope <laughs> it's bad it was bad uh the the, the, the haze the uh, yeah. not the haze the smoke so when we took off from the uh airport at LaGuardia, the whole cabin of the airplane smelled like smoke so did you listen to Jimi hendrix on the way back then yeah. a little purple haze man it was bad you couldn't see you couldn't see you know a half a mile down the road i mean it was it was like I, and unlike anything I've ever seen. And well, we it sounds like you were lucky that you even got the flight out then oh, because we they did, they postponed all many flights yesterday. Yeah, so. yeah, we were we were really lucky to get out. I, like I said, one of the last flights we were told. So it's whew, 
Oh, that's crazy. Republican presidential candidate Mike Pence said yesterday in Iowa that he would support a national ban on so-called gender-affirming care for minors. In an interview after his Ankeny campaign kickoff, Pence said that he would support a national ban for minors, but said adults have every right to live how they want to live. Pence has previously criticized a Linmar school district policy that uh, allowed students in seventh grade or beyond to request novel accommodations, such as using different pronouns without regarding parent consent. Lionel Messi has pulled off his latest stunning feat. He is headed to a major league soccer and joining uh, inter, uh, the Inter-Miami after months, years even of speculation. Messi on Wednesday, uh, yesterday uh, finally revealed his decision to join a Miami franchise that has been led by another global soccer icon, David Beckham, since its inception, but has yet to uh, make any real splashes on the field. That uh, likely will soon change. Messi has more than 800 goals in his career for club and country, making him one of the greatest scorers in the sport's history. At 35, Messi has nothing left to prove in the game and filled the only significant unchecked box on his resume back in December by leading Argentina in the World Cup title. Check on sports with Mark Amadeo. In sports on your Thursday morning, yesterday's Major League Baseball scoreboard, Midwest teams that were in action on Wednesday. Out in Anaheim, California, it was the Los Angeles Angels defeating the Chicago Cubs by the score of 6-2 in the late game last night. In Milwaukee, the Brewers defeated the Baltimore Orioles by the score of 10-2. And in Arlington, Texas, the St. Louis Cardinals shutting out the Texas Rangers by the score of 1-0. And in Miami, Florida, the Miami Marlins defeating the Kansas City Royals by the score of 6-1. In the American League in Tampa, Florida, it was the Tampa Bay Rays defeating the Minnesota Twins by the score of 2-1 in a battle of first-place teams. And in New York, the Chicago White Sox at the New York Yankees game was postponed due to the poor air quality in New York. They will play a doubleheader today beginning at 3 o'clock in Yankee Stadium. Last night it was Game 2 in AAA Baseball as the St. Paul Saints defeated the Iowa Cubs by the score of 11-6 in St. Paul, Minnesota. Tonight, Game 3 of their six-game series, the Iowa Cubs at the St. Paul Saints. First pitch at 7 o'clock in St. Paul, Minnesota. The St. Paul Saints are a AAA affiliate of the Minnesota Twins. Last night, it was Game 3 of the NBA Finals, and the Denver Nuggets pick up a win on the road as Denver defeated the Miami Heat 109-94. Denver leads that best-of-seven series two games to one. Game 4 is Friday night in Miami. And tonight, it's Game 3 of the National Hockey League. Stanley Cup Finals, the Las Vegas Golden Knights at the Florida Panthers. They'll face off tonight at 7 o'clock. The game will be televised on TNT from Sunrise, Florida, just outside Fort Lauderdale. Las Vegas leads the best of seven series, two games to none. And with your Thursday morning sports update on the Catholic Morning Show, I'm Mark Amadeo. And for your fun fact this morning, it is a World Cup fun fact. Despite being neighbors, the Argentine and Uruguay. Thanks, Matt. These big words. It's great. Uh, Uruguay. So uh, Uruguayan football associations used different balls. This was a heated debate about which should be used in the 1930 FIFA World Cup final. The Belgian referee, Jean Langenis, decided to use the lighter Argentine ball in the first half and the heavier Uruguayan ball in the second half.
Interesting. Never heard that before. Yeah. All right. Weather. (laughs) (laughs) There we go. Oh, uh, partly sunny for today with a high in the upper 70s tonight. Mostly clear that overnight low in the upper 50s tomorrow as we wrap up the work week. Sunshine, a high in the low 80s. And then by Saturday, showers and thunderstorms, mostly cloudy and a high in the upper 70s. Uh, currently, it is 62 at the Iowa Catholic Radio Studios and in Creston, 59 in Oskaloosa, 56 in Fairfield, 58 in Marshalltown. And the Met Up West Power Lunch is tomorrow, June 9th, at St. Francis of Assisi Parish in West Des Moines. Father Daniel will share his story to the priesthood from Ghana to the U.S. and Des Moines. Lunch provided by Chick-fil-A, or you can bring your own. Register and learn more at iowacatholicradio.com. That is your... Um, Sporty for I don't know. I can't mm. even come up with one. Mm. That's your forecast on Iowa Catholic Radio. Easy forecast, right? Solemnity go. of the body and blood of Christ this Sunday. Let's go to Deacon Randy. Hello, Deacon Randy Kill. Ah, good morning, John. Good. What a feast day. Solemnity we have coming up. Yeah, back to back, right? I mean, back to back. Big days in the life of the church. Deuteronomy for reading number one and then First Corinthians for two. What are we looking at today? I'm going to hang with Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy chapter 8. All right, going for the difficult one here. I am. You always you, do. You know, John, one of the things that I love in every book of the Bible that we have, we're able to see the face of Christ. Hmm. And we're able to see who our Savior is in every book of the Bible. And in the book of Deuteronomy, let's not be confused. It's the face of Christ, the understanding of Jesus. It all comes through Moses' voice, the words of Moses. So Moses here is speaking out to the people, and his first word in Sunday's reading is, Remember! And in remember, that word simply does not mean, uh, bring it to your mind. It means, let this live in your soul. The history you have come from and the history before you is to be alive in your soul and never let loose of your soul. So when Jesus said, do this in remembrance of me, let this live in your soul. I am breaking my body and allow my body to become the manna, what Deuteronomy talks about. Did you forget that when you were wandering in the wilderness for over 40 years, you thought you were parched with water and water flowed from the rock. You thought you were dying of hunger and God gave you a He gave you a form of bread that man cannot understand. It is impossible for man to comprehend how manna fell from heaven and landed on the grass in the desert and stayed alive, and they were able to consume it. It was a living bread. It wasn't a dead substance. And you are to remember that, Moses says to them. So whenever we hear someone in life say to us, oh, you know what, that's in the past, forget it. <gasps> oh. hmm. Maybe we realize, oh, that's actually an offense to the way God designed the world. And then we think about it is not just by man's bread that we are to live, but by every word of God. If we worked in a diamond mine and we chiseled up the diamonds and cut the diamonds, you know they sweep up the dust and they save the dust because every particle of dust is that valuable. Well, those diamonds only become the jewel for his crown, but it is even the breath of God that calls us to remember because he is the breath, he is the spirit of life. So Deuteronomy chapter 8 helps us to remember 
the value of the history that sets us up for understanding Jesus' breaking of body and blood for the sake of our salvation, for the sake of who we are in life today. And this is what happens, of course, do this in memory of me. It makes it makes it real, uh, and that's what we're celebrating, this um, this solemnity of the body and blood of Jesus Christ, another big day in the life of the church for us, friends, and Deuteronomy, man, that's a, it's a powerful one. It's reading through it again this morning. It's, uh, it's one of those, uh, it's one of those that grabs your attention. So I, I like it. Moses is, yes, Moses absolutely. is the Christ figure. Remember the most yes. powerful of Christ figures in the, in the old Testament. So, um, this is where we're going this, uh, this week. Would you give us your blessing Deacon? I do. And I pray for every particle of the breath of God to be alive inside of us and our ability to recognize he is, and I'm not. Mm. Thank you, Lord, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Deacon Randy Kuehl, everyone. God bless you, Deacon. Thank you. Thank you, John. All right, coming up right after this, we've got Father P.J. McManus for your Ask Father P.J. segment. Three questions. We've got the answers for you when we come back. John Lee here on the Catholic Morning Show. Friends, don't go anywhere. You're listening to the Catholic Morning Show on Iowa Catholic Radio. Our Lord once said, freely have you received, freely give. Hi, this is Matt Wilkham from Iowa Catholic Radio. We receive such encouragement from listeners, like Jim, who says, Iowa Catholic Radio is the only station I listen to. It keeps me grounded, well-informed, and is a great gift to our area. Have you been blessed through this apostolate? Please consider giving $30 a month so that someone else can receive this same gift. Donate now at iowacatholicradio.com. Thank you. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from Caldwell Parish Funeral Home and Crematory. Caldwell Parish offers services that are unique to the individual while following the Catholic funeral rites. Caldwell Parish Funeral Home and Crematory, Des Moines' only Catholic-owned and operated funeral home. Help connect listeners to Christ. Tell a friend about Iowa Catholic Radio. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio provided by Farm Bureau agent Cindy Schulte, an authorized independent agent for Walmart Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Iowa, an independent licensee of the Blue Cross Blue Shield Association. Learn more at 515-226-2111 or cindyschulte.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Catholic Charities, where exceptional service is a hallmark in caring for those with essential needs, including food pantry, professional counseling, emergency family shelter, and refugee services. CatholicCharitiesDM.org. Iowa Catholic Radio would like to thank our business partner, Gold Dome Buildings. Gold Dome is locally owned and operated, serving Des Moines and surrounding areas since 1992. Builders of garages, farm buildings, customized backyard sheds and playhouses. GoldDomeIowa.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Skeffington's Formal Wear. In business since 1951, with locations in Des Moines, West Des Moines, Coralville, and Ankeny. Skeffington's Formal Wear, fitting you for life celebrations. Online at Skeffington's.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio was provided by Bows and the Florist. Valentine's Day, Mother's Day, weddings, whatever the message, say more with Bozen. Bozen.com, 515-244-ROSE. Bozen makes the moment mean more. Listen to Iowa Catholic Radio anywhere. Download the Iowa Catholic Radio app. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Ashworth Vision Clinic. Complete eye exams, contact lenses, glasses, glaucoma testing, and urgent eye issues. 515-440-4610. AshworthVision.com. 
Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from independent realtor Chris Foster. Chris has served clients with everything real estate throughout Iowa since 2019. 641-891-8178 or online at the number 4 saleia.com. The Catholic Morning Show on Iowa Catholic Radio. Thanks for tuning in, friends. John Linetti here on the Catholic Morning Show. Appreciate you being a part of it today. Let's go to our next guest, Pastor of Christ the King on the south side of Des Moines. Father P.J. McManus joins us. Hello, Father. Good morning, John. Good to have you, my friend. All right, we've got a couple questions here. No, three questions that have come in for you. The first one uh, comes from a faithful listener every Thursday to you, Father. She really enjoys it. She says, what do the crozier and the mitre symbolize on a bishop? Mm-hmm. So the crozier, uh, that's the, the, the shepherd's crook, the, 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 the staff, and, and, and the mitre, that's the, the pointy hat, um, are, are both carryovers uh, in important ways from the vestments of the high priest in the Jewish temple. Hmm. So, so the priest wore a headdress, sometimes it translated as turban, sometimes as mitre. Um, uh, the shape of the mitre takes varies over time, but, but, but when performing the most important of his duties, he wore a special hat. Um, sometimes he wore a smaller covering under his hat, which is part of the reason that we have the zucchetto, that's the little beanie thing uh, that the bishop wears under, under the pointy hat. You'll see sometimes when you have pictures of the Pope saying, meeting with um, various uh, patriarchs or, or bishops from the Eastern churches that they, have, they wear hats too, but they're shaped a little bit differently. But they're, they, they both derive from the same, the, 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 the same basic hat. The reason ours are shaped the way they are, that is, in the West, um, the, the, the reason the hat is pointy and the reason there's two sides or, or whatever to it um, is because uh, they're meant to symbolize fire. So it's like a flame over its head. So the idea is that the Holy Spirit resides in its fullness in this one, and, uh, and, 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 and the, the, the flame-shaped hat indicates it. The Beretta, which is the academic... The, the, the headdress that the priest wears, the little black cap with the pom-pom, that's what the pom-pom is supposed to be doing, too. But mm. his fire is a little bit less than the bishop's, so he's only got a, 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 a little bit of fire, and the bishop's got the whole, the whole thing. The crozier, likewise, comes from a staff that was used by the high priest, but its, it's, it's symbolism is much more complex. Um, it, it really draws on two primary images, the obvious one being a shepherd with his crook. Um, uh, I remember as a kid, Bishop Sharon visiting and, and like actually kind of putting... Father Peter's neck in the in the in the crook and pulling to show us how a, you know a, a shepherd would pull a, a sheep out of a thicket, but also um, and this one might be more lost under people might not catch right away. Um, you know Moses' staff is the first symbolic staff that we have in the Bible, and of course um, that staff the staff that you, he cast down with the Pharaoh turned into a snake, and so sometimes especially on older crozers they'll be hooked like a shepherd's staff, but they'll have the head of a snake on the end of it. Um, sometimes this freaks people out, but it's not like a bad thing. Um, uh, it's really biblical. It's a memory of, uh, of, 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 of the biblical staff by which um, Moses wrought marbles, and so, so are bishops. I like the uh, the image of fire there. I, it, it, as you said, the sim- symbolism of fire, uh, that, that you said the Holy Spirit resides in its fullness uh, in this one, in the bishop himself. That's right. The, um, the other thing that people might notice, and is really apropos for tomorrow, so tomorrow we're hosting an ordination at, uh, at Christ the King, 
uh, because the son of the parish, Luis Cito Cabrera, is being ordained to the diaconate, so he's, he's being made a deacon tomorrow. The bishop will, for a very solemn ceremony, like tomorrow, um, wear a dalmatic, that's the deacon's garments, underneath the priest's garments, hmm. which are underneath the bishop's garments, right? And the idea is that he's, um, he, he, he's, he's, he's bearing all the authority, he's carrying the fullness of the priesthood, the fullness of the sacrament of orders in his person, and so his clothes reflect that when he goes to dispense it. Really interesting. Really interesting. Is that open to the public or, or not? Yeah, 100%. In fact, we'd love for people to come. So it's at 5 o'clock tomorrow night at Christ the King on Southwest Night. Very cool, friends. An opportunity to see an ordination mass, uh, whether it's to the diaconate or to the, um, to the priesthood. Uh, or as bishop, I mean, it's just uh, sometimes uh, something you uh, something you got to see. You got to see at least once in your life. All right. Question number two comes in from a listener. He says, "Is there a difference in a blessing given from a deacon, a priest, a bishop, and a pope? So, is there a gradation kind of there of, of blessings?" So, yes, though probably not precisely in the way, though not in as intuitive a way as we might think. So, the first thing is that. The Church reserves certain blessings um, to, uh, to, to people particularly related to the thing being blessed. So what this can look like from the outside is, that, um, it, it, it is simply a sort of hierarchical thing. So bishops can bless more things than just priests, priests and deacons, deacons and lay people, that kind of thing. And that's true, but the, the reason for the reservation has more to do with relationships, Right. So, um, so, so the bishop can bless them pretty almost anything. The, there are a few blessings reserved to the Holy Father, but they're reserved to the Holy Father that is the Pope, so that the the bishop of bishops, as it were, um, because he's the one who oversees the other bishops, right? So, so like the pallium, that's the the the, the white garment that's worn on the outside for archbishops that shows they have jurisdiction. Um, uh, only the Pope blesses those. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and, and if there's not a Pope at the time, we've got to wait to get them to the Pope before they can be blessed. Well, why is that? Well, because he's the one who literally sends that garment to the new guy when he's made an archbishop. So, so, so he's the one that's more directly related to it, right? Um, uh, the, uh, the, the solemn consecration of like a chalice or a, or a patent is ordinarily reserved to the bishop or a priest who he's delegated it to. Well, the, the kind of multiple cups that we use uh, at our parishes, often that delegation gets, gets made to the parish priest. But when a priest is being ordained, typically like the week before, the bishop will consecrate the chalice and patent that's going to be given to that new priest of the ordination. Why? Well, because the bishop has immediate oversight of that priest, right? Mm. Whereas priests, especially pastors, have, uh, have, have sort of oversight of... Um, uh, especially a lot of practical things in people's lives, right? Um, so, so they're the ones that, that, that tend to do that. Deacons can bless the things that are listed for them in the book, but priests have the ability to bless basically anything. And in fact, in the old rite of ordination, it said that whatsoever he blessed, be blessed, whatever, whatsoever he consecrates, be consecrated. Um, but the, but it's not what, where this is not what the, the, the writer, the, the listeners may be thinking, is, um, is that it's just like worth more. So if the bishop blesses my rosary, it's worth more than if my pastor blesses my rosary than if my deacon blesses. You see the thing? Sure, sure. So it has more to do. It has more to do with the blessing itself, 
um, and the relationship that the that the person has to the one doing the blessing. That makes it's a really because good blessings way. Blessings are ultimately about relationships. Yeah. Yeah, that's a really good way of um, of describing that. I, I was wondering how you were going to go about that one. That was good. All right, number three comes in from a listener. She says, can I listen to holy music while I'm in adoration, Father? Yeah, sure, I, in principle, but use your head and pay attention to the people around you. Yeah. So, um, so you know, the church's view of adoration in general is that is an extended period of adoration, which is presumably what the person is talking about, should be punctuated by periods of, uh, of of silence and music, back and forth kind of thing. Silence, music, readings, maybe the divine office, something like that. Um, <clears throat> when you have a real extended period of adoration, like you have an adoration chapel, uh, either perpetual or long-term, like we do or St. Augustine or some other places, um, you're not going to have, like, the whole time people sitting there and periodically playing music or something. Um but uh, but the beginning of the period of adoration and the end of the period of adoration have a liturgical right that goes with it. So you're 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 sharing, even though it might be just you and another person sitting with the blessed sacrament, you're still really part of the church's prayer at that point. It isn't really a private thing, hmm. and um, and so because of that, we need to be especially aware of the uh, of, of the people around us and um, make sure that our prayer isn't unnecessarily disrupting somebody else. So, like, you know, we have several people that are our overnight adorers, that, um, especially if the other person doesn't show and they're there by themselves. If they want to listen to some holy music on their phone, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But you wouldn't want to pull out a guitar and start playing, singing and playing right. unless you talk to the people that you're there with. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's... So uh, it, it, it's a kind of common sense use your head through it. Well, that's great advice, Father. In fact, uh, you stole that from my dad. He told me that growing... At least I think you did, because that's all I heard growing up from my dad. That was the his big piece of advice for me. Hey, always use your head. Always use your head. So that's uh, that was it. Father P.J. McManus and uh, the ordination to the diaconate tomorrow at 5 o'clock at Christ the King. Um, and the doors are open to uh, to anyone that would like to attend that. In fact, encouraged for anyone. If you've never been to an ordination mass before, friends, uh, check it out tomorrow night. Good Friday night activity, and then you can go get some, some dinner with the family maybe afterwards. Would you give us your blessing, Father? Sure. May the peace and blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit come down upon you and remain with you forever. Amen. Father PJ. God bless you, Father. Take care. Hey, friends, as some of you know, Pope Francis had surgery yesterday, abdominal surgery um, for an incisional hernia. Uh, medical staff report today that he is in good general condition, alert and breathing naturally. So um, there's a funny story that was told. The doctor was there with the pope and a few others. And, um, you know, the doctor just essentially said the pope is not allowed to lift anything heavy uh, during this time. And uh, I guess the. Uh, one of the priests there got a glance from the Pope, and the priest said, as if to say, the Pope says, I don't really ever, I'm not able to lift anything heavy uh, anyway. So it was kind of uh, a funny in jest. They were, um, uh, the, the, the doctor was out kind of giving the full condition of the Holy Father, but everything is fine. He had a peaceful night. Uh, he is just resting today, and he is cleared for continued travel. So um, I think there's a couple things on the calendar coming up there. Um, and, uh, yeah, all is well on that front. So good to hear. All right. Coming up second half hour, we're going to have Julie Nelson, host of Catholic women. Now she's going to preview, uh, their nine o'clock show. And then also we're going to be joined today by a special guest, author of the book, 
the apocalypse of the sovereign self recovering the Christian mystery of personhood. Jill Bailey is going to be on to talk all about personhood, the philosophy behind personhood as well. And, you know, we're, we're getting deep here. We're going to talk about the soul here as Christian. So you're not going to want to miss this. All right. Don't go anywhere. John Linetti here on the Catholic Morning Show. Father Andrew, right now with today's Gospel and Reflection. June 8th, Thursday of the ninth week in Ordinary Time. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. One of the scribes came to Jesus and asked him, Which is the first of all the commandments? Jesus replied, The first is this, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is Lord alone. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is this, You shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. The scribe said to him, Well said, teacher, you are right in saying, He is one and there is no other than he. And to love him with all your heart, with all your understanding, with all your strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself is worth more than all burnt offerings and sacrifices. And when Jesus saw that he answered with understanding, he said to him, You are not far from the kingdom of God. And no one dared to ask him any more questions. The Gospel of the Lord Unlike the previous traps which failed that the scribes and Pharisees employed, Jesus has a positive encounter in this passage. Notice that he does not criticize the scribe for his question and even compliments him at the end because the scribe does not have an ulterior motive. He earnestly seeks the truth. Thus it will go well for one who genuinely seeks God then loves him first with all his or her being and exhibiting such love toward others. Would you like to get more involved as a volunteer? InterVisions Healthcare empowers at-risk women facing an unplanned pregnancy to make life-affirming decisions, but our nursing staff can't do it alone. Our unplanned pregnancy clinic seeks dedicated advocates, receptionists, and nursing volunteers to meet the needs of hundreds of at-risk patients we see each year. If you are a people person who wants to help moms with unplanned pregnancies, contact us today at 515-440-2273 or visit IVHcare.org. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by the Sarah Vocations Ministry, including the St. Sarah Club of Des Moines and the Sarah Club of Council Bluffs. Sarah is an apostolate of the Worldwide Catholic Church dedicated to fostering and supporting priesthood and religious vocations. Sarah strive to accomplish their mission through prayer, fellowship, and service to the bishop, priests, sisters, and all in religious formation, and in doing so to increase their own holiness. Learn more at joinsarah.org, join S-E-R-R-A.org. Thank you, Sarah, for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. The Catholic Morning Show on Iowa Catholic Radio. Thanks for tuning in, friends, here on this Thursday. It is June 8th. Coming up, second half hour, we're going to have Julie Nelson, co-host of Catholic Women, now on the show to preview their 9 o'clock show. Jill Bailey is going to be on at 745 today. A new book out called The Apocalypse of the Sovereign Self, Recovering the Christian Mystery of Personhood today. We're going to get really deep into some uh, philosophy and theology this morning. So uh, looking forward to that. Deacon Tony, let's offer our day to our Lord with our morning offering. God, our Father, we offer you our day. We offer you all our thoughts, words, joys, and sufferings in union with the heart of Jesus. Holy Spirit, be our guide and strength today so that we may witness to your love. Mary, Mother of Jesus, and the Church pray for us. 
St. Joseph, her most chaste spouse, protect us. Amen. Amen. Let's go to Matt now with your news. Thank you, John. News brought to you this morning by Klein Electric, a local family-oriented electrical contractor able to help with any residential and commercial project. Learn more at KleinElectric.com. Good morning. I'm Matt Wilkham. Smoke from Canadian wildfires poured into the east, U.S. East Coast and Midwest on Wednesday, covering the capitals of both nations in an unhealthy haze, holding up flights at major airports, postponing Major League Baseball games, and prompting people to fish out pandemic-era face masks. Canadian officials asked other countries for additional help fighting more than 400 blazes nationwide that already have displaced 20,000 people. Canadian officials say this is shaping up to be the nation's worst wildfire season ever. In Quebec, about 100 fires were considered out of control Wednesday, which unsettlingly was National Clean Air Day in Canada. It was horrible. Yeah, so you you were in New York. I was in New York the last uh, five days, and Teresa and I, let's see, two nights ago, were sitting, having kind of a final dinner outside. And we noticed it was getting a little bit hazy, you know, and we we're kind of looking around like, wow, you know, uh, we, we had heard that the, there was going to be some smoke and we we're thinking this is this is not great. And then the next morning, um, you know, we were getting to the airport and it just kept getting worse and worse. And we were delayed. I didn't know if we were going to take off because I mean, I couldn't see anything. And then finally we took off. And then I heard shortly after that they were canceling all the other flights at LaGuardia because they just you couldn't see a thing. But. I was saying in the first half hour that the the smoke had come through the the cabin of the airplane. So as we are flying, taking off through all the smoke, that's all you smelled was this like just deep smoke. And it was, you know, I was like, well, I don't think that's the plane. No, let's hope not. <laughs> right. It was it was I suppose anything. it's like, well, it could be worse. Yeah. Yeah, it could be worse. Exactly. So. That was uh, that was not fun, but we got out of there, so that was good. Yeah, and just barely, huh? Just Before barely. Just barely. Shutting things down. Yeah. Well, it, it's it's going to, I think, get a little bit better after, perhaps after today. I but, hope. Um, there's a, a low-pressure system over Maine and Nova Scotia that's mm. sort of keeping this smoke in place there. But, uh, you know, after a few days, things will, you know, the weather will change. Yeah. But uh, it may take a few days. There you go. One day after Pope Francis's abdominal surgery for an incisional hernia, medical staff report that the Pope is in good general condition, alert and breathing naturally. Vatican spokesman Matteo Bruni told journalists on Thursday the Pope's routine follow-up examinations were good and that he will continue to rest in Rome's Gemelli Hospital. The 86-year-old Pope has been hospitalized three times in the past two years. Former Vice President Mike Pence, who loyally served Donald Trump for four years on Wednesday, blasted his former boss for the 2021 attack on the U.S. Capitol as he launched his campaign for the 2024 Republican presidential nomination. In his Ankeny speech, Pence accused Trump of treating abortion as, quote, an inconvenience. As president, Trump appointed conservative U.S. Supreme Court justices who helped end the national right to abortion last year. However, Trump has declined to back a federal law restricting abortion rights, saying the issue should be left to individual states. Pat Robertson, a religious broadcaster who turned a tiny Virginia station into the global Christian broadcasting network, tried to run for president and help make a religion central to Republican Party politics in America through his Christian coalition, has died. He was 93. 
Robertson pioneered the now common strategy of courting Iowa's network of evangelical Christian churches and finished in second place in the Iowa caucuses ahead of Vice President George H.W. Bush. Robertson's death Thursday was announced by his broadcasting network. No cause was given. And now for your scoreboard update with Mark Amadeo. Baseball scoreboard. Midwest teams that were in action on Wednesday. Out in Anaheim, California, it was the Los Angeles Angels defeating the Chicago Cubs by the score of 6-2 in the late game last night. In Milwaukee, the Brewers defeated the Baltimore Orioles by the score of 10-2. And in Arlington, Texas, the St. Louis Cardinals shutting out the Texas Rangers by the score of 1-0. And in Miami, Florida, the Miami Marlins defeating the Kansas City Royals by the score of 6-1. In the American League in Tampa, Florida, it was the Tampa Bay Rays defeating the Minnesota Twins by the score of 2-1 in a battle of first-place teams. And in New York, the Chicago White Sox at the New York Yankees game was postponed due to the poor air quality in New York. They will play a doubleheader today beginning at 3 o'clock in Yankee Stadium. Last night it was Game 2 in AAA Baseball as the St. Paul Saints defeated the Iowa Cubs by the score of 11-6 in St. Paul, Minnesota. Tonight, Game 3 of their six-game series, the Iowa Cubs at the St. Paul Saints. First pitch at 7 o'clock in St. Paul, Minnesota. The St. Paul Saints are a AAA affiliate of the Minnesota Twins. Last night, it was Game 3 of the NBA Finals, and the Denver Nuggets pick up a win on the road as Denver defeated the Miami Heat 109-94. Denver leads that best-of-seven series two games to one. Game 4 is Friday night in Miami. And tonight, it's Game 3 of the National Hockey League. Stanley Cup Finals, the Las Vegas Golden Knights at the Florida Panthers. They'll face off tonight at 7 o'clock. The game will be televised on TNT from Sunrise, Florida, just outside Fort Lauderdale. Las Vegas leads the best of seven series, two games to none. And with your Thursday morning sports update on the Catholic Morning Show, I'm Mark Amadeo. Thank you, Mark. And finally, each year on June 8th, National Upsy Daisy Day is set aside to encourage you to face the day positively and to get up gloriously, gratefully, and gleefully each morning. Every day is a gift, and if we remember that as we rise each morning, it will help us carry a good attitude throughout the day. So not oopsie daisy. No, that would be like a mistake. Yeah. We're not celebrating mistakes. We're celebrating... Getting up. The upsy-daisy. Like the flower. I think it's to, that phrase is to encourage people to rise and shine, maybe? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Buy some daisies. There you go. Upsy-daisy That day. reminds me. I think, thanks. I'll there you go, buy, Jimmy. Buy my wife some flowers. Upsy-daisy day for you. I'm going to go with oopsie-daisy. Jimmy's, got always, a, Jimmy's got, always on the oopsie end. I, I got, I got out of bed and went, oops. Yeah. <laughs> I heard you moaning and groaning wrong. back there, walking around. Oh, man, yeah. Yeah. A little pain today. There you go. <laughs> Working out yesterday, huh? No, just too much standing last night at no. the uh, annual celebration with the downtown chamber. Oh, there you go. Yeah. That's a-, a lot of... Emceed the dinner and all that stuff. Well, that's so A fun. bunch of people that I haven't seen in years, so yeah. it was kind of fun. Well, good for you. Yeah. Awesome. What do we got for the weather? 
Well, it looks like we've got a little bit of rain outside, uh, just outside that. the Iowa Catholic Radio Studios, but that seems to not be in the forecast, so you just never know when those are just going to pop up. <laughs> Otherwise, partly sunny today, a high in the upper 70s. Uh, tonight, mostly clear. That overhand low in the upper 50s is going to wrap up the work week with more sunshine and a high in the low 80s, and then the showers and thunderstorms in the area uh, starting into the weekend on Saturday, mostly cloudy and a high in the upper 70s. 62 now at the Iowa Catholic Radio Studios in Creston, 59 in Oskaloosa, 56 in Fairfield, and 58 in Marshall. Town. And the Man Up West Power Lunch is tomorrow, June 9th at St. Francis of Assisi Parish in West Des Moines. Father Daniel will share his story to the priesthood from Ghana to the U.S. and Des Moines. Lunch is provided by Chick-fil-A. You are welcome to bring your own. Register and learn more at iowacatholicradio.com. That's your upsy-daisy forecast on Iowa Catholic Radio. Or go. with no rain in the thing, it maybe it would be oopsie. an oopsie-daisy. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> that, that might have been it. Let's go to your saint of the day. This is your Saint of the Day on Iowa Catholic Radio. Well, a disputed election as Archbishop and a mysterious death are the headlines from the tragic life of today's saint. Saint William of York today was born into a powerful family in England. His uncle was next in line for the British throne, and William himself was considered a possibility to be the candidate for church office. When William was named Archbishop of York, there was substantial opposition from the local clergy. Sensing this tension, the Archbishop of Canterbury withheld the consecration. A few years later, another archbishop did perform the consecration, but it lacked the authority of Pope Innocent II. A lot of moving parts here. As a result, William was deposed and a new election was held. However, William did become Archbishop of York. 14 years after he was first elected. After entering the city to shouts and cheers within two months, William was dead. He had been poisoned. After his death, many miracles were attributed to him and through his intercession, and he was canonized 73 years after his death. We ask today St. William of York to pray for us Amen. An interesting story. One of those that kind of stands alone in the life of a saint with so much kind of um, political turmoil and tragedy there. Really interesting. All right, let's go to uh, Julie Nelson, Catholic Women Now. Hi, Julie. Good morning, John. Good to you. you. Yeah, what do we got coming up on your show? Okay, so Chris and I are going to talk. She's kind of doing an interview of me because um, uh, Lynn and I, with a few other friends, just got back from walking a week on the Camino Trail and Fatima, going to Fatima. So we're going to talk more about the Camino and that experience. That sounds really interesting. Um, you, have you done the Camino, did you say? No, um, that was my first time. Okay, that was... And, and we did we did Camino Light because of time. We did yeah. a week of it. We yeah. walked for a week. And, uh, yeah, it was, you know, they say the Camino changes you, and it's so true. And uh, it was fun to listen to, to meet other pilgrims and hear their stories. And uh, particularly one that said that, you know, we started this as a physical adventure, but it became spiritual. Mm. It just happens as you go along. It's just beautiful. Really interesting stuff. All right. Uh, that's coming up at 9 o'clock this morning, friends. You can always... Always check it out online at iowacatholicradio.com. Catholic Women Now are podcasted there. Julie Nelson, co-host with Chris Magruder. We'll talk to you soon, Julie. All right, John. Thanks. All right. Coming up right after this, friends, we're going to be uh, joined by the author of the book, The Apocalypse of the Sovereign Self, Recovering the Christian Mystery of Personhood, Jill Bailey, when we come back. All things philosophy and theology. Also, writing on history, film, literature. I mean, it's a, it's a book. 
one of those books that you, you know you, you kind of like you, you read it you're done you're like this is like four or five books in one we'll be back john Linetti here on the catholic morning show you're listening to the catholic morning show on iowa catholic radio it's thursday june 8th here's your news from the diocese of des moines i'm ann marie cox It's a special day tomorrow for seminarian Luis Cabrera. He will take the last major step before priesthood. Bishop William Johnson will ordain him a transitional deacon tomorrow at 5 o'clock Mass at Christ the King Parish. Congratulations. Also tomorrow, tune in to Bishop's radio show at 9 o'clock right here on Iowa Catholic Radio. Bishop William Johnson will be chatting with Christine Hilbert, a multimedia artist and cancer survivor. They'll be talking about the power of prayer. The application process is open for Iowa students who may be eligible for an education savings account to help fund an education at a non-public school. Go to iowaace.org for an explanation of the eligibility requirements and other details. That's iowaace.org. That's your news from the Diocese of Des Moines. I'm Anne Marie Cox. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Catholic Charities, where exceptional service is a hallmark in caring for those with essential needs, including food pantry, professional counseling, emergency family shelter, and refugee services. CatholicCharitiesDM.org. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Ashworth Vision Clinic. Complete eye exams, contact lenses, glasses, glaucoma testing, and urgent eye issues. 515-440-4610. AshworthVision.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio was provided by Bows and the Florist. Valentine's Day, Mother's Day, weddings, whatever the message, say more with Bozen. Bozen.com. 515-244-ROSE. Bozen makes the moment mean more. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Dr. David Ball from Des Moines Eye Surgeons, your total eye care specialist specializing in cataracts and glaucoma care. Des Moines Eye Surgeons, 515-255-3546, dmisurgeons.com. The Catholic Morning Show. Let's go to our next guest, author of the book, Pray, Think, Act, Make Better Decisions with the Desert Fathers, Father Augustine Weta. The good news and the bad news is you really can't make a good decision. Either you're going to mess it up or someone else will mess it up for you. The holy, happy, wisest people I've known don't so much make good decisions as just make the best of the bad decisions they've made. The Catholic Morning Show, weekdays at 7, only on the Iowa Catholic Radio Network. Iowa Catholic Radio, connecting listeners to Christ every day with people like you. Hi, this is David Piper from St. Francis of Assisi in West Des Moines. Thanks for listening to Iowa Catholic Radio. The Catholic Morning Show on Iowa Catholic Radio. Well, we've got the feast, the solemnity, excuse me, of Corpus Christi. And that's happening this Sunday, friends, uh, June 11th. Just a little quick history on it. Uh, the feast dates back to the 13th century. Pope Urban IV was the one who instituted it in 1264. And it emphasizes the belief, of course, in the real presence of Jesus Christ in the Eucharist, his body, blood, soul, and divinity. So the term Corpus Christi is Latin for the body of Christ. And uh, this devotion, of course, has spread all throughout the church uh, and and still to this day is just a big solemnity in the life of the church on his body and blood. So we're having a little trouble getting our um, our guests right now, but I will um, I'll get to a a few quotes that uh, I thought were really good. In fact, one of my favorites was from St. Maximilian Colby, 
when he said, God dwells in our midst in the blessed sacrament of the altar. He says, the angels would be jealous of us for one thing and one thing only, if they could. They can't, but they would be, if they could. Insofar as one reason, he says, Holy Communion. That, you know, not even the angels are able to get as close to our Lord as we are. I mean, think about that. In his most sacred body and blood, soul and divinity of our Lord. Padre Pio. We all know St. Padre Pio. He said, a thousand years of enjoying human glory is not even an hour spent sweetly communing with Jesus in the Blessed Sacrament. We talked a little bit about adoration the first half hour, or excuse me, the first half hour today, yes, uh, with Father PJ. I mean, think about that. When you walk into adoration, when you walk in to spend time with our Eucharistic Lord, I want you to remember something. Time is standing still because we're entering into a new time zone, and that's our Lord's. We're walking into eternity in a real way. Now, we're, we're, we're still in our bodily uh, state. You know, we're, we're probably not seeing anything or hearing anything or experiencing anything uh, outside of that. I understand. But when we are before our Eucharistic Lord, we're before Jesus. All of heaven and earth is there. All of heaven is there. St. John Chrysostom, an early church father, said, How many of you say, I should like to see his face, his garments, his shoes? You do see him. You touch him. You eat his flesh. He gives himself to you, not only that you may see him, but also to be your food and your nourishment. Have you ever heard someone say that? Oh, I wish I could just have a conversation with, the, with Jesus. I just, I just want one. If I could just see him. And as Catholics, we respond, we, we can. Having a conversation with our Eucharistic Lord, every Holy Mass, adoration, the most blessed sacrament of the altar, in the tabernacle, receiving him, his body and blood. Hmm. St. Teresa of Calcutta said, Jesus has made himself the bread of life to give us life. Night and day, he is there. If you really want to grow in love, come back to the Eucharist. Come back to that adoration. If you really want to grow in love. You know, love isn't a muscle that we kind of work, right? Love is grace. It's complete gift that God gives to us in order for us to be able to give back both to him and to the neighbor and to our neighbor. It's a, it's it just never ending self-sacrificial gift. That's what it is. So St. Faustina said the courage and strength that are in me are not of me, but of him who lives in me. It is the Eucharist. And that kind of mirrors what we were just talking about with St. Teresa of Calcutta and with love, right? The courage and strength that are in me are not of me, but of him who lives in me. It is the Eucharist. St. Paul says it is no longer I who live, but Christ Jesus who lives in me. Right, so the, all of this strength, all this courage, everything you see in the life of the saints, friends, everything you read about, whatever you, you, you read about the lives of the saints, that's not something that they were able to kind of conjure up themselves. All is Christ. All is gift from Jesus Christ. And here in the greatest of gifts, the Holy Eucharist. St. Ignatius of Loyola says one of the most admirable effects of Holy Communion is to preserve the soul from sin and to help those who fall through weakness to rise again. 
It is much more profitable then to approach this divine sacrament with love, respect, and confidence than to remain away through an excess of fear and scrupulosity. Uh, here's one. St. Therese of Lisieux, as we reflect on the solemnity of the most holy body and blood of Jesus coming up June 11th. Do you realize that Jesus is there in the tabernacle expressly for you, for you alone? He burns with the desire to come into your heart. Don't listen to the demon, laugh at him and go without fear to receive the Jesus of peace and the Jesus of love. St. Therese of Lisieux. St. Padre Pio, we'll go back to him. He says, always remain close to the Catholic Church because it alone can give you true peace since it alone possesses Jesus and the Blessed Sacrament, the true Prince of Peace. The true Prince of Peace. Always remain close to the Catholic Church. You know, friends, this is why I would never leave the church. This right here, there's a lot of reasons, but this is the sole reason. Right? Because in the Catholic Church, we have the Eucharist. Through everything, everything, good and bad, right here, it all rests in the most blessed sacrament of Jesus Christ. I, I'll never leave the church because I'm never going to leave Jesus, God willing. You know, this is, this is why I will remain Catholic to the day I die, because of the most holy Eucharist, body, blood, soul, and divinity. This is why I am Catholic until the day I die. This claim right here, this central claim, and there's others, but this is the most important. There's nothing more important than this. I'm going to read that quote again from Padre Pio. He says, always remain close to the Catholic Church because it alone can give you true peace since it alone possesses Jesus in the Blessed Sacrament, the true Prince of Peace. Here's a simple prayer from St. Faustina before the Eucharist when she said, Oh, Christ, let me glorify your goodness and mercy to the last moment of my life with every drop of my blood and every beat of my heart. Would that I be transformed into a hymn of adoration of you. When I find myself on my deathbed, may the last beat of my heart be a loving hymn glorifying your unfathomable mercy. Amen. I love that. I love that prayer. When I find myself on my deathbed, May the last beat of my heart be a loving hymn, glorifying your unfathomable mercy. There's a few more here, friends, but there, there's some powerful quotes from our saints in the Eucharist. And this, again, this was their number one. This was everything for them. Everything. The Holy Eucharist and the gift that Jesus gives us. And so we celebrate that this Sunday. You know, when we receive Jesus... Um, in, in his most precious body and blood, friends, most especially this Sunday, we, we must always be receiving him as if this is the most important moment of our week, because it is. There's nothing more important than that. Nothing. And, and we shouldn't be receiving him more reverently, you know, on a solemn feast day than we would otherwise, because it's the same Jesus. But the church calls special focus and attention here. To be able to help us or remind us, remember we talked about remembering in the first half of the hour with um, Deacon Randy Keel, to help remind us to remember what he has done for us and what he has given us. The greatest of all gifts. St. Augustine said it himself. If God wanted to give us any more in this life, he couldn't. He couldn't give us any more because he's already given us everything of who he is. He's given us his entire self in Holy Communion. 
Let's go forth today and this weekend in this solemnity with the confidence of our Eucharistic Lord dwelling before and within each and every one of us and without as we give him away. Deacon Tony, let's pray. Let us pray and give thanks for all of our priests who've been on retreat this week, that they've had a productive week and are filled with the Holy Spirit and recharged to come back to us. Let's pray for the souls in purgatory, and let's pray for the healing of our country. And together we'll pray the St. Michael prayer. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our safeguard against the wickedness and the snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Mother Mary, pray for us. St. Joseph and St. Michael, protect us. And may the blessing of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit come down upon all of us, protect us all from evil, and bring us all to his everlasting life. Amen. Amen. Thanks for tuning in today, friends. I am John Leonetti. Be confident in Christ's mercy and his love today. The Catholic Morning Show is a production of the Iowa Catholic Radio Network. To hear this and other programs, visit iowacatholicradio.com or download the Iowa Catholic Radio app. Here in this worn and weary land where many a dream has died Like a tree planted by the water